When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Welcome back to Private Parts Unknown, a podcast that explores love and sexuality around the world. I'm Courtney Kosak. And I'm Sophia Alexandra. And we are celebrating Cinco de Comedians of OnlyFans. That's my favorite holiday of all. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. For those of you who are not familiar or don't celebrate the holiday, um, it is the holiday one. The fifth comedian of our Comedians of OnlyFans series is on the podcast. It's a historical holiday that we've modified <laughs> in a really terrible... <laughs> Look, it's less offensive than when white people celebrate actual Cinco de Mayo and like put on mustaches and like giant sombreros and are like, we're doing it. Have some salsa. <laughs> and a quart size serving of margarita. Yeah, I mean, that's how we celebrate any holiday, Courtney. <laughs> so let's be honest. But look, this is a great episode. We have on our friend Cherith Fuller, who's an Atlanta-based comedian and also a kick-ass photographer. She is a Renaissance woman, really. Uh, yeah, I never knew like what an amazing photographer she was until she started her OnlyFans and I started seeing some of her work and I was like, Holy shit, she's an incredible photographer. I know. I want to shoot with her. And also, Cherith has this, like, Paul McCartney thing going on. Like, she is nailing. I feel like she is one of the chicks that I look to who's, like, got the business part of it figured out before kind of everyone else. She was like, oh, this is how you promote on Reddit. I was like, what? <laughs> how did you figure that out? Wait, I want to know how that makes her, like, Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney was the business uh, member of the Beatles. Do you not know this, Sophia? That's why everybody hates on him. No, but when someone says someone's the Paul McCartney or some of something, I think like, oh, the shittier songwriter. <laughs> so <laughs> see, that's your shitty prejudice. Everyone shits on Paul McCartney, but they wouldn't even be the Beatles if it weren't. That guy's got the business figured out. And I don't hate on, on his business side. And look, he didn't Listen, beat Cherith, women. Cherith <laughs> so. is a John with the camera. And, you know, she's open-minded like George. <laughs> she's, got, she's got the heart of George, the business acumen of Paul, the ring game of Ringo. 
<laughs> and she's a comedian artiste like John would have been, right? Yeah, without any of the domestic violence. Ooh, what a treat. <laughs> so Cherith is super funny, you guys. Check out this clip. Any fans of sexting in here? <laughs> Everyone in here dry as a bone. Fantastic. Um, I'm a fan of sexting. I was an English major after all. And um, so yeah, I was sexting with a guy the other day. This is this actually a while back. And um, whatever. Um, and uh, I, I was, he was like, hey, would you like to see a picture of my dick? And um, I was like, yeah, sure. Why not send it over? And because uh, like not all women hate dick pics. All women hate unsolicited dick pics. But not all women hate dick pics. Like I don't hate them. Maybe there's some someone in here who don't hate them. Maybe not. Maybe it's just me. Send them all to me. Anyway, so. so he was like, would you like to see a picture of my dick? And I was like, yeah, sure. Send it over. And. Uh, he was like, okay, but if I send you a picture of my dick, you have to send me a picture of your ass. And I was like, fantastic, the treaty has been signed. <laughs> and uh, so then he was like, okay, so we have a deal. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, dick for ass, dick for ass, right? Dick for ass. And he kept repeating it like that. And I was like, what are you trying to do? Take me to court? Like, what is this? Right? I told you. <laughs> She's hilarious. <laughs> and without further ado or any more Beatlestock, please <laughs> welcome Cherith Fuller to the pod. I'm so excited to have Cherith Fuller here with us, who is an incredible comedian, super, super funny. You should follow her on everything. I met her when I did comedy in Atlanta, and we've seen each other a couple times there. Yeah, it feels like a bunch. Um, I'm trying to think of like the the trip itself. I wonder, was it the time that where we all were on the show with Sarah Schaefer? That's that? it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That at was the la- fun. At Laughing Skull. That was really fun. That was fun. Where are you based? I'm in Atlanta. Oh, cool. So we've been talking to our uh, comedian friends who have obviously not been touring or making money off of comedy much, yeah. which uh, has resulted in a ton of our friends starting OnlyFans. And I know that you crush on OnlyFans. And that your content's like really good and beautiful and all of that. Oh, thank you. But also we just want to talk about what the transition's been like, how long you've been on there, when you started, and what you did for a living in addition to comedy before COVID. Yeah. So I do still have a day job, which I will obviously not mention. But then I've been working from home, you know, since March And I work somewhere where I don't think we'll be able to go back until there is a vaccine, just because there's so many people. And um, so I've just been trying to figure out what does this new life kind of look like, you know, instead of kind of pining after this old life of like doing comedy every night of the week and like going out and going drinking with my friends and all these kinds of things that like you're not going to get to do for a really long time. It's like, how can you kind of adapt and do things that like you maybe have always wanted to do that like you never got a chance to? But I got into it. I think Courtney got into it in a similar way. Oh, did you do a BLM or like a a charity drive with your titties? Amazing. 
A charity drive. A charity <laughs> drive. I'll um, see you guys later. I quit comedy. <laughs> so I never really, I'd like posted like thirst traps and like thoughty pictures and stuff online, but I'd never done anything quite like that. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I was just, I was like, if I can raise like $2,000. That's that what I be, thought. I was like, that will, I just like, I, I don't want to like, A, humiliate myself. You know what I mean? Where I'm like, hey, everyone, I'll show you my tits and or other things. And then everyone's just like, no, thanks. <laughs> we care about justice, but we don't want to involve this. We're just going to donate and then you keep it to yourself. Yeah. And so I was like, or I also didn't want people to think that I had like the wrong motives or something like that. Because really, I think a lot of us were just feeling at that particular time in like late May to June, we're like, we want to do something. How do we help? How do we help? (laughs) In like a bigger way than your own $50. Yeah. It's like we can all go protest. You can donate whatever you can and like do certain things like that. But it's like, how do you level up? Exactly. And do something that feels bigger than yourself. And I got the idea from Sarah, who I think had seen it from other people and or the the woman who did it for the Australian bushfires or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I ended up doing it for like four days and raised, I think it was $21,000 or $22,000, which was insane. That's incredible. I was exhausted by the end of it. And after like three days, I was tapping out. I know. It was a lot of work. It was so much responding. There are still guys rolling in being like, are you still doing this? I don't anymore, but I did probably until late July, maybe Mm -hmm. early August. I had people being like, I donated again. I'm like, I have not posted about this (laughs) (laughs) since like the first week in June. Like, we're done. Keep donating. (laughs) Absolutely. But like, we're not. Not for titties this time, just because you're a good person. Yeah. So because of that, did you feel like, okay, I have to start an OnlyFans? Well, I had a lot of people asking about it. What kind of photos did you send to people? Okay. So I feel like I did a little different than some other people did. I was taking like different photos and not everyone got an individual photo. But like I was like taking several different pictures throughout the day. And then I would say like if you donate towards causes that help black trans women or that help the Breonna Taylor fund or like I would pinpoint specific things and I'd be like, then I'll send you a video. Then I'll send you like a full nude. Like I'll do things like that. So that was really fun. And it helped kind of like get people to keep donating. So I had some people that donated four or five, six times. <laughs> That's Good for amazing. You. I still talk to some of these dudes. Like I, I'll have just like conversations with them. We're not like buddy buddies or anything, but like, I mean, now they have like, some of them have followed me onto OnlyFans and like some of them have just like favorite my things on Twitter and stuff. And it's kind of a fun, weird. It's sweet, right? It's really sweet. Most of the people were like pretty nice. I didn't have too many creeps. Too many fake accounts. And I had some people who asked me, they're like, I want to do it too, but I don't know. How do I know that they're real? How do I know that blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, listen, I get that. But at the same time, things are moving really fast. And also, like, (laughs) if you're that worried about that, then this is probably not for you. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I'm like, if someone was faking a receipt for like $25 or $50, 
to get a picture of my tits. I'm like, that is between them and their God. Exactly. You need to reckon with your own damn self of that's what you're going through to get a picture (laughs) of some titties. Yeah. But after I had a lot of people asking me about it and I wanted to really think about it, but like before I just like got kind of swept up and like the, oh, this is fun. I'm making money, blah, blah, blah. Even though like then it's kind of like monopoly money. Like it's very real money. But it's monopoly money because it's like it's not my money. Like it's just right. like a number that I ke- that keeps going up or whatever. And um, so uh, I was like, okay, if you want to do this, then you have to remember that like this is forever. You know, like s- like sex work is forever. Like even if you do it for a week, it's there. Once it's out, it's out. It's out. You know, which is fine. Um, but you just have to make sure that you're really, truly considering that. Especially if you're being open about it and like, right, you're posting about it on your social media and stuff like that. I post about it on my Twitter, but not my Instagram. Me too. That's interesting. Because I have I have more like work people and family and other things like that, which my sister knows about it. And she's very like, okay, have fun. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So uh, I think I've always been a little more open sexually in general on Twitter so it just felt more in line. And then also specifically, I know and knew that um, sex workers are targeted on Instagram and their accounts are shut down and photos are taken down and that kind of stuff. So I was like, I'm not even going to mess with that. So I'll just stay on Twitter and just kind of focus on that. Because I also have a tendency to spread myself too thin, too. <laughs> so then I'm like, oh, I have a new thing. So we're going to do it on Instagram and Twitter and this and Reddit. And then I'm just like, okay, just Twitter, just Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Twitter it's a lot good. more manageable if you just oh, are yeah. like, just start with the one thing and then we'll see how it goes. Yeah. And plus I feel like too, you can kind of manage because it is your naked body. Like you can manage where you're putting it. So it's just feel like it's I mean, it's on the internet, obviously. Yeah, there is something more like, okay, I could just go through my tweets and then, you know, kind of erase this. (laughs) Yes. It's like, if it's coming from somewhere, it's coming from OnlyFans or if it's coming from Twitter. And so it's like, I know it's like one of those two things, which I haven't had any problems with. I have had people be like, what would you do if like your job found out or like your family found out? And I'm like, well, most of my comedy was about sex mm-hmm. and was explicit and dating and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, you can listen to my album and talk about BDSM on the final tracks. It's like, it's not coming out of from nowhere, you know? So yeah. And with work, I'm like, I work in a corporate office, but I don't work for like a senator or like a lawyer or something like that. So I'm like, what are they going to do? I mean, I thought about if they fire me, I'll just do this full time. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I've already been kind of securing uh, my job security on the side. Yeah. Tell us about because you were getting to the moment where you were giving yourself time and then you wanted to make the decision. And I want to know about making the decision and then your first posts and how you got your first fans. Okay, so here's what happened. So I was thinking about making one. And then I like started talking to this guy that I really had strong feelings for. In my own head, I was like slut shaming myself being like, but like, you don't want to start this when you're seeing him. Like, 
because you don't know how he's going to feel about mm-hmm. it, blah, 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 like all this kind of stuff. And then things like completely went south with him where, you know, he was leading me on and like in a way that it's very complicated, but he ended up kind of like being like, this is too much. You're too much for me, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, okay, well, this is kind of bullshit. And like the next day I was like, yeah, I'm going to do what I want to do. <laughs> and I'm going to do this because this is what I want to do. So I decided to like sign up the next day. I had a friend who she has had an OnlyFans for a long time. And one of her first pieces of advice was like, have like a lot of content already there. Mm-hmm for them to like see when they first subscribe. So they don't subscribe and they're like, oh wow, one post, okay, this is it. Um, (laughs) So once I decided to do it, I like started taking pictures and videos like immediately. And most of them were just like me kind of in bed, lounging around, mostly pictures and that kind of stuff. And uh, I posted about it on Twitter and was like, oh, by the way, I did it and um, immediately started getting subscribers. And then I think about two or three weeks later, I like went through the people who had donated for Black Lives Matter and not everyone, but like the people who had specifically I did everyone. Asked, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the people who had either asked about OnlyFans or like repeatedly donated mm-hmm. or had seen, seemed interested in like seeing more. So I was like, I, I didn't want this to, for me personally, to seem like a, like a sales pitch to be like, and now here's the thing you've been waiting for. And then I started like a sex worker Twitter. And from there, I like follow a bunch of people and they'll follow me back. And I've gotten a few subscribers from that, I think. So it's been kind of all over the place. It's 2021, you guys. It is a time of new beginnings. It's a fresh slate. And it's probably time we bring that attitude into the bedroom. Right, Sophia? Seriously. And that is why I'm so excited to just have gotten and tried the Like a Kitten's Couple Box because it truly has everything you need to make this Valentine's Day unforgettable. Oh my God, I love the Like a Kitten Couples Box. It's a one-stop shop for all your sexy Valentine's Day essentials. Don't waste hours researching lube, erotic games, lingerie, and everything else to set the mood. Just grab a couples box and you will be set up for one hell of a spectacular night. And the box is so cute and has such great things. One of my favorite things that I got was the delectable chocolate CBD body paint. Oh yeah. Which I normally don't mix sweet and sex, but that one seemed perfect. And it melts when it hits your skin. You had me a body paint, I mean. (laughs) (laughs) And not to mention what else goes great with chocolate, strawberry lube. What a perfect combo. Don't do chocolate-dipped strawberries. You want this. Plus, if you've been looking to enhance your sex with some vibration, the couple's box comes with a 10-speed heart vibe and an amazing dual arousal cock ring. And the heart vibe is so pretty. The color and the smoothness, it fits in your hand, and it is a powerful little heart, I'll tell you that. So if you guys are stuck in the same old routines, which, listen, your girl Cokes is right there with you, you can break those habits with fun sex scratch tickets and a card game that will inspire you to play in ways you have never tried before. It even comes with your choice of a satin robe or baby doll lingerie, so you will look and feel your finest. Like a Kitten's mission is to help women own their power in all areas of life. 
A portion of all sales go to charities that focus on women's empowerment, education, and health, so you can feel good about feeling good. So take Cupid's arrow into your own hands and surprise your partner with the couple's box. You won't regret it. Right now, Like a Kitten is offering our listeners 20% off and free shipping when you go to likeakitten.com slash private or enter code private at checkout. Just go to likeakitten.com slash private or use promo code private to get 20% off. Likeakitten.com slash private. Meow. So what was the conversation in your head when you were just like, fuck it, I'm going to do it? I had been kind of not dumped, but I'd been through real three, two or three really shitty situations, like really fast situations with guys in the past like month and a half where I was like seeing someone or talking to someone and then something happened or they ghosted me or it turns out they were a liar or like something terrible. And I was like, I am a sexual person. Mm-hmm. But I'm tired of feeling like I can only seek validation through dating when I can also receive validation from these dudes for money. (laughs) I think that was what it was, was like realizing that it's almost sometimes more humiliating to send nudes to a guy for free and have the reaction be lukewarm than to send it to 50 people and have, you know, half of them send you money in return. You know what I mean? Like tip you or whatever. And it's like more humiliating to like emotionally put yourself out there and then have someone just be like, it's fine. Cool. You know, it's just like, I was just kind of done with that, honestly. And you stopped slut shaming yourself. Just I did. Internally. I did. And like, it, it took a minute like another kind of leveling up to like start the OnlyFans and then start putting myself out there and then seeing what I'm okay with doing, which from the beginning was quite a bit. And then like, (laughs) how do I negotiate? How do I talk to these people? Like what is my brand, if you will, because that's so important in any kind of performance And I definitely had like a lot of experience with creating a brand in comedy. So I was able to like do it faster, I think, than some people because I'll be on Twitter and I'll just be like looking through like profiles and stuff and seeing what people are doing. And A, it's sometimes it's fascinating to be like, oh, (laughs) you don't know what any of these words mean, like kink terms and things like that, where I'm like, oh, sometimes these don't always go together. I was on Twitter and I saw a girl. She was like, I'm a brat. I'll do almost anything. But then she was also like calling people pay pigs. And I was like, pay pigs is more like a like a dom term, like a female dominant term for male submissives. So it's like you can't really like. It's like, are you a sub looking for other male subs like you know what I mean where I'm like I just see a lot of like kind of buzzwords these new buzzwords coming out like fin dom and pay pig and human atm and a lot of these ones that I see popping up and I'm just like these have meanings you know and there's like a whole culture and industry of people who've been doing this their entire lives like more than just only fans 
like financial domination has been going on for like forever. And so it, sometimes it, it doesn't make me laugh, but it like any kind of uh, industry, it's annoying to see somebody coming in and like not really knowing the ropes, but acting like they do. It's the same in comedy. If it's someone, the same in comedy. Yeah. It's like when you meet a comic that's been doing it for a year and you're like, uh, and people are talking about how much time they have, meaning like, oh yeah, totally. How exactly. much time can you do on stage? And you'll meet like a one year comic who'll be like, oh yeah, I got 45 at least. And you're like, at least. And you're like, at least. No, at least you what? don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think a big part of it too is just... When I started doing it, I loved it so much. Like, and I've only been doing it for a little bit. But when I started doing it, I was like, oh, my God, why didn't I start doing this sooner? And then I remembered that I'm like, oh, no, like, I was a very different person a year ago, even sexually. I was still very sexually open a year ago. But like, from then to now, I know myself way better. And it's like, I just hope that everyone who is doing it just knows themselves really well. And is like not letting themselves be taken advantage of. I think that's really what it is at the end of the day. How do you keep your agency in it and like determine your boundaries? And in terms of the sex work, was OnlyFans the beginning or the BLM stuff the beginning? Or did it start before that? I had had people offered to buy nudes from me like on Instagram and Twitter before and either it turned out to be like a scam or they kind of I don't know if you've ever had this where I had someone like I want to buy nudes from you and then I, and I like sent like a message like okay what's your budget how much are you offering blah, blah blah how many do you want and then the message like disappeared so I had like a lot of like close calls huh. very strange stuff where I'm like who was this that I know that did this right. um so before I started OnlyFans, I did sell some stuff just through like Twitter and stuff, which just a side note, if you are taking money for, you know, sex work, I don't know if you guys have ever covered this before, but like the advice I've always gotten has been like, never use PayPal. Yep. Use Cash App if you can mm -hmm. or Venmo, but like it's not ideal. So I knew that kind of stuff and like always getting the money first and then sending stuff. And other than that, I like hadn't really I'd like filmed stuff sexually but hadn't really sold any of it I'd like showed it to people and stuff you know but um yeah I hadn't really done too too much it had always been like a like one of those like what ifs uh -huh. but then I'd like look at myself even not even in a slut shamey way but in like a you think you can do that like <laughs> you can't twerk. What are you doing? Like, <laughs> you can't do any of that. So I don't know, like, what the eventual spark was. Yeah, I think I had finally, like, built up enough. Fuck it. Fuck it. And then also internal validation for me to be like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then in terms of, like, knowing my boundaries and knowing when to say, like, yes and no and that kind of stuff, that really comes along with I wouldn't know how to do that if I didn't know how to do that, like, in bed. I think I had to learn how to do that and say, I don't like that. I want to stop. Or I do like that. Do more of that. Or even just I got very into, quote unquote, the lifestyle over the past, like, you know, year and a half. And um, a lot of my partners, we are very open with our 
likes and our dislikes and our sexual preferences and stuff before we even like met one another. So just being really communicative and being really open and being like, I'm into this. What are you into? Mm -hmm. What are you not going to do? Like, what are you definitely not into? And doing all of that helped me kind of be like, oh, the best way to go about things is just to be completely straightforward and upfront right off the bat. So I think when I'm talking to clients, subscribers, whatever you want to call them, I like to be very specific about like, okay, what are you looking for? What do you want to see? How long do you want it to be? So that like, A, they get what they want. And then B, also, (laughs) I don't like give them like a 20 minute video and be like, okay, this is $500. And they're like, what the fuck? (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? So it's like everyone, it's like if everyone is open and if everyone is honest, then everyone can get what they want or some form of it. And that just makes everyone happier. Yeah. Hey, Soph, how those resolutions coming? Shut up. Oh, Sophia, it's okay. You can still turn 2021 around, okay? The new year is just starting, and I have the perfect thing to turn your resolutions into reality. Okay, if this is about Scientology, I'm out of (laughs) here. No, it's about a much better S word, and that is Saqqara. Saqqara is a wellness company rooted in the transformational power of plant-based food. Oh, that's awesome. That's one of my things. I definitely want to eat less meat in this year, for sure. Well, then Saqqara is perfect because their organic, ready-to-eat meals are made with powerful, plant-rich ingredients, and they're designed to boost your energy, improve your digestion, and get your skin glowing, girl. Ooh, get your skin right. That's also on my list. And Saqqara is awesome because their menu of creative, chef-crafted breakfasts, lunches, and dinners changes weekly, so you'll never get bored. And it's delivered fresh anywhere in the U.S. Ooh, and it looks like Saqqara has received rave reviews from Vogue, Goop, The New York Times, and more. That's right. And along with delicious, plant-rich meals, Saqqara also offers daily wellness essentials for optimal nutrition. Saqqara's supplement packs called The Foundation and their Metabolism Super Powder deliver support for gut health, energy, immunity, and healthy skin. And on top of all that, right now, Saqqara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to saqqara.com private or enter code private at checkout. Ooh, I'm going to sign up. So that's Saqqara, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash private. And I'm going to get that sweet 20% off, honey. That's right. 20% off your first order at sakara.com slash private. Ugh, I'm so tired after this day of Zoom calls, Cokes. I am looking to relax. Oh my God, I feel you. They're so exhausting. Yeah, do you feel like you really need like a self-care moment at the end of the day after all of that to just like reconnect with yourself? Oh my God, yes, a hundred. Okay, well, I'm here to remind you about Dipsy because as you know, Dipsy is an audio app that has short, sexy stories that are designed to turn you on. And that's perfect because at the end of the day, you can reset and reconnect with yourself with Dipsy. Each Dipsy story has characters that feel like real people and they have immersive scenarios. So you really feel like you're right there. Ooh, you know what I love? I love stories about 
off-limits hookups with my professor or like a costume party that takes things to the next level or maybe a story where my partner tells me exactly what to do or we try a new toy together. They have so much stuff like that. It's awesome because they release new stories every week, so there's always more to explore, no matter what or who you're into or what turns you on. Ooh, and Dipsy also has wellness sessions that help you learn more about yourself and bedtime stories and soundscapes that are really relaxing and help you drift off if you've been doom scrolling all day. (laughs) Hashtag relatable content. So how do we get Dipsy? Um, basically, for listeners of Private Parts Unknown, Dipsy's offering a free 30-day trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash private. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash private. That's dipsystories.com slash private. Does this turn you on? Do you get turned on posting this stuff and knowing that other people are getting off on it. So I had a guy ask me like if I get like turned on through by sex work and I'm like, I don't know if I like if it like makes me horny doing OnlyFans, you know what I mean? I think it makes me feel really empowered and very powerful, but I'm not like transferring things from my hard drive with like a sopping wet pussy, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's not, <laughs> not, because so much of what I do is like, because I, I started getting into photography like a year ago, a year plus ago. And like I went to film school. And so this was also an avenue for me for to be like, okay, you've been wanting to get back into photography. You have literally no one else to take pictures of <laughs> besides yourself. Cause like everyone is stuck in their house. So why not just do this? And make money. And also get to be artsy and do your... Yeah. And I also like want a new camera and want all new gear and stuff. And I'm like, I'm not going to buy that stuff if there's not a reason to. But now there is a reason to. So I'm like, there you go. But yeah, so it's like so much of what I do with my OnlyFans is so like technical. Because I <laughs> I shoot on my porch. And because um, that's like the biggest space in my house, essentially. And... Um, like I have to, I have like a very specific system because it's, I live in Atlanta. It's hot as fuck. It's so hot. And so I have to like set everything up and then do my like face and then do my hair and then like very quickly take pictures. Before you sweat it all off. Yeah. Before I sweat it all off. Like it's insane. Um, That's so wild. It's, it's wild. So it's super fun. And if I'm doing like videos and stuff, I definitely have to be like, not as made up because just in general, I'm moving around and all that kind of stuff. But I'm so focused on making sure I'm in the frame, I'm in focus, (laughs) that, you know, like I look good, that the white balance is correct, like all these other things. So sometimes I'm I'm not always like, I'm, I'm like very into how I feel when I see the pictures, but like in the moment too, I'm like, not like, Wow. You're working. You're working. working. And then later you're like, yes, this is what I wanted. Yeah. So it's like later when I'm like, you know, in my robe, you know, drinking a margarita or whatever, and I'm like going through the pictures and stuff, then I'm like, there we go. That's it. I love this. So that's always really fun. My subscribers like really appreciate the work I put into a lot of my content. But then sometimes they're like, we love it when you're just like, no makeup and like 
in your pajamas and like throughout the day throughout the day i'm like (laughs) i i do like that they like that so i can kind of do half and half when i like don't have time to like do the whole production but then sometimes i'm like you know what you're gonna fucking get what you fucking get exactly exactly this is for me first of all Mm -hmm. and then for you how many subscribers and like where are you at kind of percentage wise and are you making a shit ton of bank i've been on it about a month and a half and I had I hit 150 subscribers, which I was really happy with. Congrats! Thank you. And then it's dropped down to 120 because that happens. Because like mm-hmm. it's I, I don't think people know it's not like Hulu or Netflix. Like you don't have to have auto renew on. You can like just subscribe for a month and then just like fall off. Mm-hmm. But I I think that's also good because then people can kind of like you know kind of spread their money around to a bunch of different people and just kind of find what they're into and who they who they like and stuff yeah I think I just passed five grand good for you and that's after that's after they take out the 20 percent which is pretty tight amazing and then I hit 3.3 percent 3.1% or something like that and then I've dropped down to like 4.1 percent so it's like it's so hard to like Mm-hmm. You never know any of it. What of your content is the most popular and like what kind of videos do you do? They really love the, <laughs> I call it my nightgown content. <laughs> like they love this like girl next door, best friend, roommate that you have sexual tension with, that kind of stuff. They're like very into that with me which is really fun. It's a fun kind of vibe to have. So I had one that I did. It was like a striptease where like I was like working on my bed, like on my laptop and I had my camera like around my door and the POV was like, you're coming to interrupt me to bother me, but I'm working and then you won't leave me alone. And then I just end up like taking off my clothes or whatever. And that one was like really popular. They were like very into that. Nice. I think you have a future as a porn director. <laughs> oh, totally. Oh, man. That would be so fun. That female gaze and the technical aspects that you're nailing. What a pivot that would be. I think you could incorporate some comedy as well. Right? Yeah, I have two local comics who also, one of whom has had an OnlyFans for a long time and one of whom just started hers recently as well. And they both came over because I was like, do you guys want me to take pictures of you? Because I was like, it would be nice to just like take pictures and not have to also be the subject. So I can just be in my overalls like like I like to be. <laughs> and I can just like take pictures of you guys. And so we all like hung out and I ended up being in some of the pictures too. And it was like so fun. fun. I think there's this myth that sex work is this like brutal life. You know what I mean? Like, which it definitely can be. Like, I mean- for some people who maybe don't have any other options and stuff like that, it's also not like some bubbly life. Yeah, this is all fun and party. But, um, you know, it's it is very empowering and it is very fun. But yeah, so I'm going to become a porn director. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's it. <laughs> oh, this has been amazing. So do you have any other questions? Yeah, last question. Um, yeah, yeah. Do you have any advice for how to be a good subscriber? 
I don't know how other people are, but I'm very open where I'm like, message me, talk to me, tell me what you like. If you like a video, send me a message and tell me that you liked it. Like tip, even if it's just like a dollar or two dollars, like if you really like something, send a tip. That always goes very far. I know there are some people who I think they give off the vibe that every time you message them, they're going to send you a bill or something. But I'm like, not everyone is like that, but I've definitely read some bios where I'm like, oh, it's like texting is like, is another thing that you have to pay for? I'm like, if everyone was texting me all the time, I'd definitely be like, okay, slow your roll. But, um, you know, if, if you just want to like chat, especially now, I'm like, I'm just at home. So I'm like, I'll just have conversations with people and we'll just talk about like what turns us on or turns us off or like whatever in just like a very casual way. They'll tell me what they're into, what they like about my content, that kind of stuff. So I think just, you know, be polite, be, you know, sweet, interact with the content, comment on things, like things, tip, request custom content if you can afford it, you know, even if it's just like a photo set, like most of those are like less expensive than like videos and stuff. So just being a fan, a good fan. I like it. That's good advice. Yeah. Thank you so much. (laughs) Kiss blown. Kiss accepted. (laughs) Kiss accepted. all around that was awesome that was such a fun interview so i actually have an update from cherith since we spoke with her a couple months ago Ooh, laid on me she says i don't know if i was naive when i started sex work but i do think a lot of people go into sex work specifically online sex work as a form of creative fulfillment While I definitely don't regret going into sex work in the least and i don't necessarily think that's why i did it I do want to discourage people from going into sex work because they think it will be, quote unquote, empowering. Work is not empowering, even sex work. That's a capitalist idea. When you enter sex work, try not to let capitalist ideas around productivity, output, and profit gentrify what is and should always be a means to survive and thrive outside the system. Also, if you do OnlyFans, you're a sex worker. You do porn. Pretending anything otherwise is spitting in the face of all the people who literally died so that you would have that platform. Society hates sex workers. Whether you like it or not, they'll come for the OF girls and everyone else eventually, probably. So don't you want to be on the side of the people who have your back? Damn. She is appalled, but in a totally different way than I thought. Yeah, that is, I feel like the kind of warning maybe that should come up when you make an OnlyFans account totally because it's not it's not necessarily like a discouragement but it is a really smart realization of where you are in the spectrum of sex workers and what it means to do work yeah I think I mean there is a tendency to either demonize sex work or glorify it and I feel like this is just taking a realistic kind of nuanced stance I will say it's not the only perspective on it obviously and people get different things out of their work like some of the value is intrinsic and is unrelated to anything to do with capitalist ideals 
So it would push back a little bit in that way. But I think a really important thing to be aware of whether you agree with it or not. Yeah. And it also, you know, to contrast what Cherith said against what Sam Severin said, who is actually coincidentally another Atlanta comedian. And Sam said that she has always been broke and felt powerless in a capitalist world, not being able to make enough of a living to feel like she wasn't in poverty, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think she said that the only thing that the capitalist society we live in takes seriously as power is money. And Mm -hmm. she said that making money on OnlyFans has been a way for her to feel powerful in this capitalist world. So I think everybody gets a different thing out of it, just like when we've talked to sex workers for whom it's something they would do regardless um, of any other thing, or if it's just a means to an end until they can do something that they really want to do. Exactly. But like, you know, the vibe that I got from Nika was very much like (laughs) she gets off on it regardless of the money. And I can relate to that too. Like exhibitionist thing is completely unrelated to the money factor, but all of it is just really good to keep in mind as you're approaching this, both as a consumer and potentially as a creator. So We'll be back with the OnlyFans series. We are just getting started, but we've got some fun stuff coming up shortly, right, Sophia? We do. We have some incredible episodes coming up. Uh, We have an interview with an older couple that does ecstasy together and (laughs) has an incredible sex life and cannot wait for that. We'll be taking notes. Yeah. Yeah. And then we also have uh, some really cool, interesting stuff like sex robots and Courtney, what else? Sex in space. I mean, we're really going there, you guys. Oh, and we have a great interview with Sex is Weird creator Katie Fischel, which I'm really excited about. I love that interview. Yep, that's a really good one. So stay tuned for that. Hey, Sophia, what's that bomb ass music? This music is by our friend Amy Roche. You can find her on Spotify. Her last name is R-A-A-S-C-H. This episode was mixed by Mike Castaneda from Plastic Audio. We love you, Mike. Mike. I love when we do the little tiny vagina version. (laughs) (laughs) We got little ones, okay? (laughs) Um... Sorry, you guys. Uh, okay, so now it's time for... Review of the week. Sexy plus funny plus informative exclamation point by IBT25. Sounds like a computer. I freaking love this podcast. The hosts are truly fun to listen to and make insightful questions to their guests. I love that they travel to explore sex culture in other countries, as well as other cities around the U.S. I've learned so much, and it has opened my mind and interest to different sex things. Thank you. Ah, thank you. That's a great review. Thank you so much. You're the friendliest bot I've ever met. (laughs) We appreciate your contributions to modern technology. (laughs) And if you want to be a friendly bot, Please leave us a five-star review and rating anywhere you listen to podcasts, but you can also do it on rate my podcast, rate this podcast.com slash private. K. 
Catch you guys next time. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.